Hi, and welcome to episode five of our podcast, A Slice of Pie. My name is Kat Loftus, and I'm here to share with you the stories of the people that live here in Pauly's Island. This week, we interviewed Salters and Whoopi McClary. They are the owners of the ever-popular Frank's Restaurant in Pauly's Island. You're going to enjoy listening to them talk. I do want to apologize ahead of time. Um, at, toward the end of the interview, we were having some technical difficulties, and so some of the interview got caught up, caught, cut off. So I will um, explain some of their answers and tell you what they said um, after that part's over. So sit back and relax and enjoy this episode number five of Slice. So today we have Whoopi and Salters McClary of Frank's Restaurant in Pauly's Island. So thank you so much for joining our podcast today. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. First of all, where did you grow up and how did you get to Pauly's Island? Well, I grew up in Rome, Georgia and I met Salters in college and I was living in Atlanta working after college. Salters had nothing to do with Atlanta and he wanted to live at the beach. So if we were going to be married, I had to move to the beach. So you met in college? Mm -hmm. Where'd y'all go to college? I went to Converse in Spartanburg. Okay. I went to Walford. Oh, I didn't know that. How about that? That's something I didn't know. Y'all met there. Were you married soon after college? We were. I think we graduated in May and married in October. Okay, so then y'all moved down to the beach? We did. Well, I grew up here. Yeah, that's Okay, so you moved to the beach, and were you, did you have other kind of jobs at first, or how did this come about? I was with Coastal Eye Group as an office manager, and then went to the Joglin Board, which was his parents' children's clothing store. Uh-huh. That's very interesting. What were you doing? Sorry. I was the club manager at Debedee's. I did not know that. Is that right? Wow. Club manager. How many years did you do that? For three. Okay. So how did this situation come available that you were able to get into this building? So... One afternoon, I stopped in here to have a beer with Frank Marlowe behind the meat counter back there and told him I was going to open up a restaurant and said, I just got to find the right location. He said, how about here? And I said, well, you're, you're never going to leave this place. And he said, well, this summer I'm retiring, so if you want it, it's yours. So What year was that? That was in 1988. 1988, okay. And so I'm still paying lease to his daughter right now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, wow. But it's worth it. It's been worth it. And they've been very kind. Okay. Um, so how did you transform a grocery store into a restaurant? And why did you, okay, that's my first question. I'll have another question. Why did you how did you transform the, rest, the grocery store into a restaurant? Um, sort of on a shoestring. <laughs> it, it was, um, we just gutted everything out of it and, and um, sort of, you know, like I say, on a shoestring, we sort of pieced everything together and, and opened it up. So you, you signed your lease or you signed the deal in 1988. How long did it take to construct the restaurant where you wanted it? Um, I actually got the key to the building uh, April 12th, and we opened up August 1st. Of 1988? Mm -hmm. yes. Wow. Who did the construction? Well, I was here doing a good bit of it, and um, I had some other local uh, construction workers that, you know, helped out, and it, there was not a lot of construction. Um, as far as building walls and stuff, there was not much construction. It was a matter of just putting in equipment and moving a bar in. Well, for example, this fireplace that sits behind you, was that in the grocery store? It was not. That was the front door, and when I opened up, it was still the front door. And then later on, we made it into the fireplace. Um, so this was, this space was your original restaurant. So when you and the bar has always been over there in the entrance area. So when you first opened up, how many people could you see? 
probably the same amount as we do now. We, we haven't added any space in, in frames. Um, we always had the open dining counter, that people in the bar, at the bar, or at tables in the bar. Um, so it's about 85. Yeah, I remember when Pat and I were dating, and I would come in for the weekend, and it was such a treat to be able to come in here. I just thought, oh, this is, as much as I, I love seeing Pat, I love <laughs> coming here, too. Okay, so now I want to ask you about your family. Tell us about how many children you have, and do any of the children work in the restaurant? Well, we have three daughters. They all live back here after college, and they all have their own jobs that they're doing right now. They've all worked in the restaurant business with us throughout the years. They still come in on nights when we need them to. Um, and my son-in-laws are great. They have been a huge help. Some will work the pizza oven. Some work the host stand. Um, and going forward, I think um, we have uh, our oldest child, Leldon, is going to open a restaurant in Georgetown. Oh, that's very exciting. She, she and her husband Sam. Can you tell, give us any more details about that now, or you just kind of keep that under? It's on Front Street on the river. It's called. It's going to be called Six Thirty One Front. Frank's on Front. Six Thirty One Frank's on Front. Also fine dining. Um, it, it is going to be fine dining for Georgetown. Okay. Right. <laughs> Salters, are you part of that project? You helping them out? Uh, I'm spending a good bit of time down there. Okay. I'm sure they're glad to have you down there too. Um. So, why did you decide to open a fine dining restaurant? Well, I'm calling it fine dining because I'm seeing white tablecloths. Well, it's, it's actually casual. Uh, when we first opened up, it was we were going to call it the Chop House. And pretty much everything we, we did, we grilled. We had one grill for seafood and one grill for steaks and chops. And we ended up, you know, actually calling it Frank's after Frank Marlowe. And... Um, but it was always sort of a casual restaurant. Um, so then, how long was the original building in operation before you decided to expand to Outback? So, we opened in 1988, and in 1992, we decided it would be a great idea to take Mrs. Marlowe, Frank's mother, her house, which is located, which is Outback, um, and renovate that and make that a lunch restaurant. So we opened that for lunch in 1992. Then we started turning people away for dinner. We decided to catch our own overflow, opened that for dinner, and closed it for lunch and just focused on dinner. I do remember we all used to serve some lunch. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a house back there? Uh-huh. And a guy named John Wilson used to do t-shirt screen printing back there. So much great history. Um, can you kind of describe the vibe about back? What were you going for when you opened that space up? Well, originally it was a gourmet grocery deli, and we had a few seats for lunch. There was a small bar inside, and we had a big rotisserie in there. We did rotisserie chickens. We had a meat saw. I cut meats. You could come in and buy steaks, veal chops, lamb chops. I remember that because Pat used to go around Christmas time, and he'd come up here and he'd get some steaks for us for Christmas Day. I, I remember that. Now. And we sold, you know, wild rice salads, chicken salad, shrimp salad, lots of right, things. As we continue on here with um, looking at Salters, tell me about how you handle the day-to-day -day responsibilities of the restaurant. What, what do you handle each day in Salters? What do you handle? What are your responsibilities? They call me Mrs. Krabs because I come in and count the money every morning. <laughs> um, organize the seating chart, help with the reservations, pay all the bills, payroll, all the clerical jobs. When you're done, when the customers are in here, what are you doing, Jeff? I'm either hosting 
expediting, working the app station, working the salad station, working the pizza oven. Wow, because I do remember times through the years when you were dressed very elegantly walking through the restaurant all the time, but I have seen you in recent years, like with your apron. Right here. Yeah, around. <laughs> T-shirt. Did that, is it just harder to find now? COVID. Can't find staff since COVID. You know, the area really bloomed and blossomed and more people moved down here and it just, I think, you know, scattered the workforce. Yeah, true. Okay, Salters, what is your day, what are your day to day responses? Well, they call me Schneider because I'm the maintenance guy. <laughs> so that's pretty much what I do all day long. And um, fill in where I, wherever I'm needed at night. But, um, you know, she she handles all the computer, like soft, software. She does everything on the computer. I, I can take the computers apart and put them back together, but I can't ring anything up. Yeah, who's doing all the ordering? Do you do all the ordering? No, um, the one of the chefs does the ordering. How about that? Um, so you're ordering food products and wine. Okay, then the wine is done by a manager. Okay. Um, so now we want to talk about. See, so we have the main restaurant, the original restaurant. Then you have the Outback, and then you opened up a new space called the Wayback. Um, I want to ask a few questions about the Wayback. Tell us about the design of that space. Who created that design, and what is the space used? I actually created the, the design, and um, originally it was built for first daughter's wedding. Back in 2020. We were sitting there, I guess, at the end of 2021, and it was just open air. We used to have soccer practice back there, and there was a tether ball that children would go back there, a big sandbox. And we were sitting out under the trees and said, gosh, this would be a great place. Well, we should have a reception here. And so we built that to make it a um, actually a special event Place. Never intended to seat diners back there, just for rehearsal dinners or birthday parties, whatever it could be used for. But then COVID hit. So we had to move our tables and space them out six feet. Everybody wanted to be outside. Perfect timing for that. So we just spread our tables out, moved them back there. So can uh, someone still reserve that space for a, a rehearsal dinner or a wedding reception, mm -hmm. a special event? Yes, um, we have a lot of them. A lot, back there. a lot of special events. Okay, that's really nice. Um, I really like the bar back there. I think, what is that bar made out of? It's uh, Brazilian cherry. I, I ordered in three slabs of Brazilian cherry and put them together. And then also another fireplace out there. Who designed the fireplace? Well, I drew it up, and then the same guy that's built all the fireplaces here built it. It's gorgeous. It's a really great feeling back there. Like being back there. Um, what has been your toughest challenge running front? Would you rather? <laughs> 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 Let me ask, how do y'all two work together? Do y'all work together just fine? Is that okay? Is that a challenge? That can most be a challenge. Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> we work well together most of the time. Has uh, surviving through COVID been your toughest challenge or staffing the restaurant? Surviving through COVID wasn't necessarily the toughest challenge, but after COVID, just trying to find the staff, it has been a nightmare. Yeah, you think it's not only for you, but for it's all, everybody. All, all Nobody can find help. So what kind of customers come into Frank's? Do you have regular customers, families and couples? Has anybody ever proposed here? Talk to me about your people that come in. People propose here all the time. Do they? And they do. Uh -huh. um, and we have a lot of local people that come in. A lot At this time of year, it's lots of families and large parties, 16s, 20s, wow. 24s, because it's generations and generations coming down, staying at big beach houses, and they've been coming for years. So you do have regular repeat, a lot of mm -hmm. repeats. Do you have like weekly repeat customers? Oh, yes. Uh -huh. It seems to me sometimes I've been in here, there's been some 
um, ladies that seem to come in every week that y'all seem to know them and they might order the same thing. I don't know. I got that just sometimes. I'll be a man. I'm like, that lady. Everybody seems to know her. Um, so on average, how many people in all the restaurants do you feed each night? Um, usually it's around 350 out back and 180 up front. That's a lot. Oh, it is a lot. So common. I know you get ready for tonight, so I need to end this up real soon. Um, tell us about your menus. What's the inspiration for your menu choices? And do you travel to find creative ideas? Well, we do travel and find some ideas, and we we have brought quite a few ideas back from travels. And we were out in um, California because uh, at a surf contest, daughter surf, but went to a restaurant. And they were doing the fried deviled egg, and so. I, he ordered it, we looked at it, I took a picture of it, I sent it to the chef at the time, and by the time we got back in town, he had it done and wow. mm -hmm, on the menu. So you um, give a lot of control to your head chef. What do you call your head chef? Executive your, chef. Executive head chef, chef. Yeah. so he has, has a lot of the... Mm -hmm. He does all the daily specials, trying to get you know local pro products, produce, rices. So do you always have fresh seafood on the menu? Always. Yes. Always have fresh seafood. Are there items on the menu that you never take off? It's called our legacy grouper. Okay, legacy grouper. Because of that, it was pan fried grouper. We changed it recently to legacy grouper because we tried to change it up and nobody wants it changed. And you know, I guess when you go out to eat, you think, okay, I'm going to go to, you know, Land um, Landry's restaurant, and yeah. I know that I love to get the steak there, so I'm going to go there and get the steak. So you have sometimes if you've already eaten here, you you kind of know what you want when you come in the door. Do you always have crab cakes somewhere on the menu? Always. And do you always have like shrimp and grits on the menu? Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. People know they can come to the beach and get those things, which are those are some of my favorites too. Um, so many thanks to Woofy and Salters McClary for sharing with us about uh, their life at Frank's Restaurant and how they've made it to be such a successful place to go and an enjoyable, fun place to go with friends and family. If you want to go to Frank's Restaurant, please call well in advance. If you can call year to six months in advance to reserve your spot, um, that would be best because it does fill up quickly. They're open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. Uh, so make your reservation somewhere between Tuesday and Saturday. Um, also, they do have some merchandise for sale. They have t-shirts and they have um, some pimento cheese that they sell. So if you're interested in purchasing any of those products, just talk to the hostess when you go in or when you're leaving. Also, uh, another question I'd ask them is that when you're not at the restaurant, what are some things you like to do? They do like to get in the boat and they like to go fishing, and sometimes Wolfie likes to get up on the paddleboard, get some good exercise on the paddleboard. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this episode, number five of Slice of Pie podcast, and we will have another great guest next week, so stay tuned and have a great week. See you soon. Bye.